Hi guys, so welcome back to my show, A Beautiful Conversation, where you get to elevate your everyday existence word by word, because the best conversation is the one you have with yourself. Today's word is kind of a lead-on from the previous one on balance, and I sort of alluded to it in my previous one when, when I was referring to this idea of completedness which is contained within the yin-yang symbol when I was talking about how it could be a metaphor for an ideal relationship. The word I'd like to share with you today is completion, which is also the same as completeness. And as I've been doing so far, I want to give you a literal definition of this and then see how this word or what this word could mean for us on a more figurative yet a very practical level. The root of the word completion stems from the word complete, which all of us know it means to finish something, whether it's a task or a race. And actually, I think in this episode, I might just be giving you a few extra definitions, but I promise not to overload you. So completion or completeness, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, means the act of finishing something that you are doing for example, the act of the completion of a project. And another way of defining this is the fact of finishing something that is being done, which sounds pretty similar to the previous definition, except for the word fact instead of saying act, which to me is a significant difference because if we take the same example of the completion of a project, if you think about it, it hasn't actually been finished yet. So how could it be a fact, right? And yet in a f it is a fact because in a sense it has been completed or it has been finished in the envisioning of it. So plans have, all, plans have been made and although it hasn't physically materialized, you have faith that it will be done by a certain date. And this is how also to approach goal setting. In fact, in uh, Stephen Covey's best-selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the second habit that he stated was to begin with the end in mind, which simply breaks down to knowing what your purpose, objective, and outcomes are. So he gave us four, four questions that serve as a great guide for how we can begin with this end in mind. So the first question is, what is my purpose for achieving this? The second is, what kind of outcomes do I want to see? The third question is, why are these outcomes important to me? And number four is, why am I about to do this thing I'm about to do? So knowing what your final outcome could look like might mean a world of difference to your entire approach and what kinds of tasks that you might prioritize over others. And this doesn't just apply to work or business, obviously. The same questions could be applied to your personal life, to any of your relationships. Whether it's a friendship, 
like a marriage or improving an already existing relationship. Having the end in mind always keeps you on track, even when the road ahead doesn't seem clear. As counterintuitive as it might seem, and the clearer the end vision, the faster you go, especially if you learn how to allow your intuition to guide you. But don't worry, like I mentioned in one of my earlier episodes, you can't really make a wrong move, so that should get you out of this analysis paralysis mode. And it's a mode that I was stuck in until I had this realization that life is really about having as many experiences and learning and growth and that I can't really get it wrong no matter what. So when you have this frame of mind that, you know, no matter what you do, you can't really make a wrong move because it's your life and you're the boss. So it, the, having this belief should free you up. So uh, yes, while having this end vision in sight, you, we can also be open to the ways in which it might happen. And because sometimes we think that there are detours along our path, I mean, what we think is the path, but when it might be the detours that are actually the path. Sometimes we wonder why stuff happens to us. And like I mentioned in my previous episode, we have the power to decide what meaning we give to any experience. But also as humans, our natural state is to thrive which inherently means growth and growth inherently means overcoming what we call challenges and whatever we choose to define as challenges for us. The other definition that I also really like is the one for the word completeness, which is defined as a quality of being whole or perfect and having nothing missing. In a sense, something that is absolute. Of course, when it comes to a job, completeness could mean the amount of effort and focus that we apply to our work so that we don't miss out on important details. Maybe it means putting in a few more hours to do some more research, getting more data to support a presentation, perhaps. Or in the planning of an event, you would have to take into consideration so many logistical details so that nothing gets missed out. But I want us to explore another aspect to completeness from the perspective of what we call our self-concept. And it's a word that you may or may not be familiar with and is something that also tallies with this idea of self-worth. So self-concept, according to some humanistic and social psychology theories, is simply how we view and perceive ourselves which encompasses the kinds of beliefs that we hold about ourselves. And these same theories would break this down into two ways of defining it. One is the existential self and the other is a categorical self. The existential self is simply a realization of our physical distinctness from others and how we change across time and space or how we evolve. And I don't like to say separation because I think at our core, we are all connected. The categorical self is pretty much the same as, as it says, how we categorize ourselves or our identities. And an identity is simply something or an ideal that we identify with in such a way that we carry it around with us all day, every day, 
and we act from being this person. So when it comes to our self-concept, there are three questions we could ask ourselves. Number one is how do you view yourself? And this is also part connected to your self-image. Number two is how much value do you place on yourself? And this ties in with your sense of self-esteem or self-worth. And number three, what or who do you wish you were really like? And it's funny, you might think that this is something we should only be doing when we're kids, right? Not now, when we're adults and we're all grown up. But you know what? And this is another huge topic by itself, which is basic, basically that our personalities or the persona that we identify with is not set in stone. Nothing is hardwired. So if you're someone who gets easily angered and you have a short temper, or you're someone who is not confident, and the good news is that you can change it. And this is backed up by brain imaging studies and also research on the neuroplasticity of the brain. So if there's a part of your personality that you don't like or you feel it's not empowering you in some way, you can absolutely change it. I won't lie to you though, it takes daily conscious effort. But like I shared in my episode on balance, you can get to the point where momentum then becomes your leverage. I don't want to digress too much here because this area of the self-concept is huge, but I can tell you that you can simplify it by answering this one question. Who am I? And you can ask yourself this every day when you wake up in the morning. And it's a practice that I've gotten into recently, as I know I've shared, I've shared before. Because who you were in the past doesn't have to be who you are now or who you want to be. And I believe every moment of our lives is a new moment. So let's come back to connecting that, this idea of the self-concept to being complete and how the two concepts are related. So we could have a self-concept or hold this belief about ourselves that we are complete in and of ourselves. And this is like having a sense, an inner sense of fulfillment. If you take a few seconds right now and you just think of this idea of completion, you know, or even how you feel when you finish something. So you meet a deadline or you finish a race and you have this almost euphoric sense of completion. I think it's also called a runner's high sometimes if you're in a race. And it's like uh, the feeling of relief when you go to the doctor and you find that there's nothing wrong with you when what you thought could be serious, but it actually wasn't that serious. So that's the feeling of relief that I'm going for here when I talk about feeling complete in who you are. Maybe we could even compare it to having a sort of confidence in your abilities to accomplish something. But more importantly, it's a feeling that right now, as you are, you are enough. You are a complete and whole human being. There is no lack in you and you are absolute perfection right now as you are. And of course, you're welcome to disagree, not accept this. But I feel that when you have this sense of completeness within you and you feel fulfilled in your uniqueness as a human being, it then propels you to do so much more. So you're no longer striving to get something that will somehow add to you, add to your worth because you are already worthy by just being human. 
So it's the other way around, in fact. You don't strive, but you just do. Whether it's doing for your business or your job or your personal life. And when you feel this sense of self-worth and completeness in who you are, you'll automatically stop comparing yourself to anyone else around you and instead you'll just be inspired. And it also stems from having a certain love for yourself or what we call self-love. So this fulfillment is related to the same thing. So it's really powerful, this uh, sense of self-worth. And the best part is that no one can take this away from you. In fact, you'll start drawing people to you. And then it can also lead you to accomplish things that you might never have considered before or trying new things and activities. So it's, it's really that powerful. Incidentally, but definitely not coincidentally, the root of the word accomplish originates from Latin and translates to meaning to fulfill. So what I really want to leave you with here is just this. Knowing that you are a complete person, apart from how you look, how you talk, where you come from, what you've done or you feel you haven't done, your titles or your talents. Once, we get, once you get this inner fulfillment or this sense of completeness right, then all other external fulfillment has to naturally and inevitably, it has to follow. So if you'd like to also know more, more about my coaching where I explore ideas and perspectives like this, please feel free to drop me a line in the comments about how I can connect with you. And before I end, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been supporting me and following, following me. And also, I hope enjoying the episodes. So have a beautiful day ahead. And I'm already looking forward to our next episode together.